Welcome back to Your Story, a podcast where our guests tell their story in under 30 minutes with the help of only 12 questions. Tonight, we're joined by Luke Menkes, host of the I Love Kelowna podcast, as well as real estate agent in British Columbia. Uh, Luke, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's great to be here. Thank you for saying that. Uh, so I, I've given a big geographic area for you. So tell me a little bit about where you're from and uh, where where you uh, where you sell real estate. Okay. So uh, British Columbia is one of 10 provinces. So our provinces are like your states. And uh, they run parallel to the U.S. northern border from east to west. So we share the uh, Pacific coast, the Atlantic coast, just like you. Uh, British Columbia is the westernmost province, so we're directly north of Washington State. Um, Vancouver is Canada's second largest city, and I'm a four-hour drive up into the mountains from Vancouver. So you may recall we had the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. It's a really big, very cosmopolitan city, um, comparable to Seattle, but I would say probably a little bit... Uh, safer these days with what's been happening there but um you know surrounded by mountains and waters and uh water and inlets and the pacific ocean is right there so if you picture seattle vancouver is kind of similar and we are four hours up into the mountains my uh city has about a hundred and fifty thousand people it is the fastest growing city in canada and uh it's beautiful it's agricultural we're surrounded by vineyards it's like a miniature napa valley um landscape wise it looks kind of like napa valley so surrounded by orchards vineyards mountains and uh some beautiful real estate okay i i see why you love it uh you uh <laughs> you, your face lit up as you started talking about it for those of us uh just listening um, mm. but you've named your podcast i i love Kelowna. It's the mm -hmm. fastest growing city you mentioned. How has that transition looked as the uh, city has expanded recently? So um, I started this podcast in 2018 and uh, I did one episode called I Love Real Estate because I do love real estate, but then I thought, well, I don't want to talk about that all the time. So it was kind of interesting. I was listening to a Gary Vaynerchuk audio book um, I think it was called crushing it and he had a chapter on instagram facebook and so on and he had a chapter on podcasts and his idea was a local real estate agent should do a podcast and just interview local business owners and that way uh i became an expert on my city and also a great connector hub so if someone moves here, I can connect them with an uh, architect, a lawyer, a mortgage broker, um, an artist, a painter, a plumber. So I've interviewed just all kinds of people. And I found um, I really like that style of uh, interviewing people. Just f figuring out like what makes them tick. So instead of you know talking about uh, the real estate industry, I wouldn't know how did someone get into real estate? And we start every episode with, how did you come to Kelowna? Interestingly, 95% of my guests moved here from someplace else. 
So we've had stories like I moved there for because um, I was dating someone online. Uh, there was a family who was traveling across Canada by car and they got into a serious car accident just outside of Kelowna. And uh, the mom was in the hospital here for two months. And so the father and the kids had to rent a place and visit mom in the hospital every day. And they absolutely fell in love with Kelowna. So she fully recovered. And by the time she got out of the hospital two months later, they said, why don't we move here? It's such a wonderful place. So every show we start with, like, tell us the story of how you got here. And uh, there's only two criteria to be on the show. And that is, uh, you have to agree with the title. So if you hate Kelowna, you can't come on the show. And uh, the other one is, um, we get people to nominate people. So at the end of every episode, I say, who would you like to nominate? It has to be someone that you would enjoy hearing me interview. And someone who loves Kelowna. So if they've got those two things, you want to hear me interview someone, and they love this city, then they're qualified to come on the show. And that's it. That's a, that's a good qualifier. <laughs> uh, I think it's also great to hear that uh, she made a full recovery. And you know, oh, yeah. it speaks pretty highly of the town that they were probably uh, pretty stressed and having a difficult, tense situation. They still were able to appreciate all that it has to offer. So it, uh, it does sound lovely. Uh, have you um, have you struck up any relationships because of the uh, because of the interviews that you've done or the people that you've met through the show? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, um, believe it or not, I am an introverted person, and uh, I sell real estate, and I'm just like I don't dislike people, but I get um, more joy most of the time sitting down and reading a book or, you know, hanging out with my wife and we watch a TV show together. I like networking and meeting people, but it really drains my energy. It's not something I want to do all the time. And um, I have made so many great friendships, like people that I never would have met if I didn't do this show. So I've done, uh, I think, 272 episodes so far. Now we transitioned during COVID and we changed the name. And uh, I went international so most of the interviews after that were you know by zoom call um remotely even with people in town um but it used to be like the first 200 episodes uh people would come right here to my home office and we sit down and we have a coffee and we have a conversation and i met like dozens and dozens of people that i never would have met because i just wouldn't have the energy to go out and make their acquaintance so yeah i've met some amazing fantastic people for sure that's wonderful the car accident story is going to be tough to top but anybody mm-hmm. move move to uh to Kelowna with with a more intriguing and more memorable story than that family there's um there's several but uh one guy so we have a beautiful uh tech center it's called the innovation center and it was a high-tech green building right downtown. So 10 years ago, our downtown was kind of dumpy and patchy, and there were some rundown buildings, there were some nice buildings. Now, it's completely transformed and amazing. Well, this guy, um, he was uh, an office worker. He was like nine to five, you know, pension plan, didn't take any risks in his life. 
but uh, somebody here in Kelowna begged him to help him come with uh, help with this tech startup and move his family, move up here to Kelowna, a city he had never visited before. So he came up here, and uh, within four months, that city, or sorry, that company went bankrupt. And he was like totally freaked out. He's like, I gave up this great job, and I don't know what to do. He was the kind of guy that would work at a company for like 20, 30 years if he could, you know. Um, so he really had to do some soul searching. He was in his 50s, and what he started to do was um, an incubator. So he would get uh, investors and tech startups together and network, and he was able to be one of the directors for this project called the Innovation Center which really transformed our downtown skyline. And he helped put that building together and raise the money and get it built and uh, completely changed his life. And so that, that was a really cool story because he went from being like totally terrified, not knowing where his next paycheck's coming to being this prominent tech person here in our growing tech community. Um, another one was uh, someone came for vacation, she was a photographer, and the scenery here is so beautiful, and she just fell in love with the place and decided she's gonna move here. She convinced her husband and her kids to move here, and she's still a photographer, and uh, that's why she moved here. So there's just so many diverse stories. Everyone is a bit different. That's that's a couple great stories, especially with the, uh, the gentleman kind of leaving the very risk-averse life to the startup world where he's putting money together with startup projects and then mm -hmm. meeting all kinds of people. That's, that's, that's a great, that's a great ending to that story. I wanted to circle back and you mentioned Gary V and you listening to a book of his, did you reach out to mm -hmm. him and tell you, tell him that you uh, took his advice and uh, have a podcast with, uh, with his vision? You know, I never did. Um, I should do that. I really should do that. You know, I, now that you mention it, I realized like, I probably just thought like he wouldn't even want to hear from me. And I know he's not that kind of person. Like he's really interested in what people are doing with social media and, and tech and stuff like that. And uh, now that I've passed 270 episodes, I'm sure he'd be kind of happy to hear this story. Um, so I just making a note here, I'm going to actually reach out to Gary and and let him know I think that's a great idea, but I never thought of it until you mentioned it. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, as you said, 270 episodes is, is nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze at. And I, I think he'll, he will definitely be impressed. The show is great, and it puts a, it puts a nice spotlight on the hometown. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that you sell real estate, and that is a passion of yours. How did you, yeah. how did you get involved, or how did, how did you have your career in real estate start? So when I was 19, uh, I grew up in Toronto and I was living outside of Toronto and um, my dad was into computers, but later in life, he started to get into real estate and uh, we had a 28 lot subdivision and outside of Toronto and I was uh, 19 years old and they didn't give me any serious tasks, but I was like a gopher boy. So I would have to go get, um, blueprints photocopy this is 1989 i think and uh you know you had to get stuff photocopied there was no such thing as pdf or anything like that 
So I had to drive across town and, uh, but I got to look at the spreadsheets and the numbers and I was fascinated by it. So when I was 20, 21, I got my real estate license and, uh, at some point I moved to Florida and I got my real estate license there. And then I moved to the Cayman islands and I became a property manager. Um, and long story short in 2012, I lost everything. So I lost my inheritance from my father, uh, all the money I had saved. I was like completely broke, um, almost homeless, not exactly homeless, but like behind on my rent a lot. And uh, when I had to take trips, I would sleep in my car so I didn't have to spend a hundred bucks for a hotel. And uh, it was really, really bad. So I thought, I mean, I can do deliveries. I was delivering pizza. I was doing all kinds of anything. I'm not afraid of hard work, but I thought the only skill I really have where I could actually get out of the hole and make a decent living and support my two daughters, which I had, was real estate. So I started to study for the course in uh, 2012 here in Kelowna and uh, was doing deliveries. So there was a local coffee shop that was uh, amazing to me. They would let me buy a cup of coffee and sit there for two, three hours. So I would study my course and wait for the phone to ring for a delivery. And uh, passed my course late 2012. And that's how I got back into real estate. So I just love it. Um, I love looking at homes. So even if, uh, you know, times are slow when I started off, you know, I'd watch real estate coaches and they would say, get familiar with your market because someone's going to walk in the door, want you to show them something. And if you don't know anything, they're just going to go to the next agent. So in your spare time, go look at homes. And I was like, this is great. Like I could look at million dollar homes with no clients, no prospects, no buyers or anything, but I had a license. So I was able to go look at those homes and I would go with notepad and, uh, take notes and educate myself. And so when someone would walk in the door, I knew all the neighborhoods because I was a delivery driver too. So I knew all the neighborhoods. I knew the prices. I knew the homes. I was like super educated on the market before I even did my first deal. So well, that's, that's really prescient advice that if you're going to sell real estate to understand the neighborhoods, understand yeah. uh, what's available and go look at, look, look at properties, even if it isn't with a specific buyer, even if it isn't your listing to take that opportunity uh, you know, to, to learn and to be able to pass that on to your future clients. Mm -hmm. I did want to ask uh, just because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have either dealt with tough times themselves or, you know, are, are going through it now. How, how did you find that you were able to kind of, push aside and, and push forward. As you said, it's difficult to have kind of lost everything financially. Um, sometimes it's just easier not to rebound. How, how did you do that? Or what did you find uh, kind of pushed, propelled you to, uh, to become successful again in real estate? So my daughter was uh, seven years old at the time. And uh, I was taking care of her full time because her mom was uh, working as a waitress. We weren't together anymore. So her mom was working, you know, six, seven nights a week. So she was staying with me. So I was out doing deliveries and uh, she's in the back seat with blankets and a DVD player. And she really kept me going because there were many, many days where I didn't want to get out of bed. 
But uh, she was so sweet and so precious and uh, such an optimistic little person that she really motivated me to keep going. Like, I had bald tires. I didn't know, like, if I had 10 bucks to put it in the gas tank or to get some vegetables so we could get some food for the next couple of days. Like, it was that bad for a while. But she really kept me going. And what I did was, uh, I would say three things. Uh, find something to be grateful for every day. That uh, I heard that on a podcast and it really changed my life because what uh, Al Elrod, who wrote the Miracle Morning book said on a podcast was brain, uh, your brain chemistry will change if you experience the emotion of gratitude. So I was like, I don't know how that works, but I'm going to try it. So I was like, I'm really grateful for my car <laughs> with the bald tires and I'm behind on the payments and, you know, it's got some body damage, but I'm grateful for it because it enables me to get to work and to go pick up my daughter and so on. So the next day, the next morning, I'm on Facebook and I saw uh, a news article that said a local bus company has decided to ban traveling with pets so you can't take your uh, dog or your cat on the greyhound anymore now i think if i wasn't thinking about my car in a way of gratitude i would have skipped by that story i wouldn't have noticed it because a light bulb went off and i said i'm gonna place an ad i will transport your pet from vancouver to Kelowna, and my phone blew up People wanted me to take their puppies, their cats, even rabbits. Like people were breeding rabbits for competitions, like all kinds of bizarre stuff. And I, just because I was focused on that, I got busy. So gratitude is huge. The second thing I did was I realized what I'm listening to on the radio or on a podcast affects how I feel. So... You know, if I'm listening to comedy all the time, that's good, but it's almost like junk food. I don't feel satisfied. I don't feel optimistic. I, you know, and if I'm listening to depressing stuff, that's bad. So I wanted to listen to like sales advice and self-help and that kind of stuff. And I found it changed my energy. It changed my mental focus. And I decided, and I've had this as a mantra, that the most important thing we feed ourselves is what we feed our brains. Because even if you, you have diet issues, you're going to make better choices for your food if you're feeding your brain with healthy, positive stuff. So that was the other thing I did. And the third thing was just keep busy. So if, I, if someone said, hey, can you pick this up at 10 p.m.? I'd find a way to do it. I didn't turn down any business. Someone said, can you list my mobile home? It's falling apart. It's got a stop work order from the government. You know, my, my wife's yelling at me, whatever. I would just take it. And I was like, I don't know how to sell a mobile home, but I'm going to figure it out. So I didn't turn down any business. The only time I would turn down business is if I had another piece of business that was better than that piece of business. And it was conflicting. But if I was sitting there and someone said, come and list this piece of crap, I, I would take it. Because I can't turn it down when I'm short of cash. So just, I didn't turn down opportunities. I felt gratitude. Uh, I tried to feel gratitude every day. And I tried to feed my mind with something positive and healthy every day. And that, those three things changed my life completely. Well, look, I, I am 
I don't want to say speechless because I am talking here, but I had no idea about that. We hadn't, we hadn't talked about that before. That's an incredible story and three really sound pieces of actionable advice that any of us can put to work today, tomorrow, uh, in different ways and can see results. Definitely. Uh, the only, the only follow-up I have, I mean, I could talk about that with you for hours, uh, but the second piece, the sales self-help piece, um, you mentioned Gary Vee earlier. Anybody else that you uh, and and Hal Elrod, I want to mention him because he's great as well. Yes. Anybody else that you uh, that sticks out as a good voice in that space? Because there is a, there is a lot of information. So I do like to highlight totally. what, what has worked for uh, for some of our guests and listeners. Absolutely, I love um, Grant Cardone. I would say is my favorite. Grant Cardone. So he's got a story, and he doesn't dwell on this, but he was like addicted to drugs and completely broken living on his mom's couch for a while and just completely messed up. And uh, if you've seen him speak now, he's full of energy and he's dynamic and he's really, really smart. And he's got this amazing Louisiana accent, which is just awesome, but he's like super, super smart. And to me, I just love that, that contrast. I mean, we don't like to stereotype, but you know, we tend to think of, you know, fishermen and, more simple kind of lifestyle but he's like one of the best sales coaches on the on the planet and uh i just love him so i find if i if i even listen to five ten minutes of that while i'm brushing my teeth and shaving it change it'll change your whole day so grant cardona i would say is probably my favorite uh sales coach excellent uh we are i can't believe it we are wrapping up on time here so i'm going to go with a quicker or faster responses so okay. I want to go back to your first thing that you mentioned, the gratitude when you're driving animals. Any good stories or any funny animals that you transported that you can recall? Yeah, so um, there were a lot of breeders in this province, and people breed rabbits and dogs and cats, and, and they enter them into competition. And so <clears throat> there was a, a purebred dog of some kind, and she was like, I'll give you this job, but you're not allowed to put any other dogs in with it. And I was like, I can't turn down other work, right? These animals are in cages. And there was a guy who needed me to drop him and his dog off. And this dog was like 15 years old and just totally sleepy and neutered. And he's like, this dog is not going to be a problem. So I had to let him out and he had to like wait at the 7-Eleven while I dropped off this purebred dog. Because the woman would be, she'd be like, that's unacceptable. You cannot have any other animals. And uh, so I bring the dog in. And there are all these uh, other dogs in cages in her house. And they start freaking out. <laughs> like freaking out. And uh, I said, what's wrong with that dog over there? And I guess it was a female dog I was transporting. And uh, she goes, oh, that guy. She says, he hasn't had a date in six months oh boy <laughs> but this male dog was just like clawing at the walls and whining and i'm like what's what's his problem she's like he hasn't had a date in six months and i just thought that was a pretty funny way to to put it but uh she had a big business and you know that was the thing so i dropped the dog off and then i picked up the other guy around the corner at the 7-eleven and dropped him off and so yeah there was uh, all kinds of fun stories like that there you go i bet uh, I did I did want to ask you, you've got your company logo, Fre uh, Flex Realty, 
with yeah. and underneath it full service flexible solutions uh, so mm -hmm. if if i could could you tell me i'm sure in real estate there are problems and that need solutions every day but one that comes to mind when a tough time or a tough situation that you were able to get uh, your clients out of hopefully you can get them into but the way you were able to navigate out of with a flexible solution yeah so there's I, there's it's kind of a complex thing but um there's always a creative solution so i love listening to real estate co coaches like brian buffini and grant cardone and i realized like there's there's a solution to almost everything so we had you know situations where there was a tenant someone needed to close on their deal like immediately but they couldn't move in and then we had to i've helped people move like actually lift boxes there was a like an elderly woman and we had someone come and buy and they were going to pay over asking price but they said we need to move in three weeks because otherwise we've got to give another 60 days of rent at the place we're at and so this lady was like i can't there's no way i could she was 80 years old and i said i will come here and i will bring boxes and i'll bring you some tea and we'll i'll help you she's like you would do that and i was like yeah because i was double ending this deal i think it was like worth seven thousand dollars so i i didn't mind like spending two days and renting a truck and all these things and people were like why would you do that i would never lift boxes for a client and i'm like i'm not going to turn down a deal plus this lady was thrilled because she had no one to help her and i don't complain about it like it was it was fun it was enjoyable so i'm not afraid of physical labor or hard work and that's what it took to get that deal if i didn't know for that she would have said i can't there's no way i can pack up and move in three weeks can't be done and she was thrilled that i did it and so she referred me and just sung my praises and so you know just whatever it takes to make a deal without you know doing something criminal or you know compromising your integrity if it's lifting a box if it's helping someone change a tire or if it's uh working late into the night i mean there's there's a solution to almost every situation yeah i think you hit all three things there that i want to highlight that you need to know what's important for each deal to move it forward you want to make them raving fans so they'll tell everybody about you and you know the last thing you want to do is not compromise that integrity i think that's really good <laughs> right. advice and that story illustrates it all uh, yeah. what do you do for fun luke so uh work is my fun um my podcast is my fun um my wife and i watch uh jeopardy so we'd never miss an issue uh, uh an episode it's five nights a week plus a rerun on saturday so every <laughs> night we're watching jeopardy um and uh i love to read and uh i like politics i don't know why it's a little bit depressing but uh I, you know i spent half my life in the states so i'm more interested in u.s politics for the most part it's a little more interesting most of the time the trucker convoy is kind of interesting but most of the time canadian politics are pretty tame and quiet but uh yeah so i would say those things reading watching tv with the wife and uh and my podcast okay. huge hobby. Well, 272 episodes that that would be both a passion and something that takes up a lot of time so i get that but what are you reading yeah. right now right now i am reading um this book here it, it is uh it's called in trump time 
by Peter Navarro. So Peter Navarro was his uh, chief financial advisor and he helped uh, President Trump right at the start of the COVID pandemic. And it's kind of an inside story of the White House about all the competing interests and people saying you should shut the country down and other people saying don't shut the country down and all the, the conflict and drama that was going on inside the White House. It's a first person account. So I found it pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, the Trump administration for me was uh, very addictive to watch. There was so much drama and so much uh, intrigue. And um, I, like I said, since I was young, I followed U.S. politics. But that that four years was uh, was quite interesting. Of course, COVID, nobody expected that. And so all those things. But this book, um, Peter Navarro, it's a, it's a great book. He's a great writer. Yeah, very opinionated, but uh, it's his story. So, definitely sounds like a fascinating read, and uh, it sounds like you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah. my, one of my last questions: What's something I didn't ask you that I probably should have tonight? Um, maybe about why I switched the name of the podcast. Okay. Yes, the uh, podcast I believe was originally titled Newtown Big Dreams. So it was originally I Love Kelowna, and then uh, during COVID, I was like, well, how do I expand? Nobody wanted to come over. Everybody was terrified of catching COVID. So um, I started to get into the technology with Zoom, and there's actually better software for sound than Zoom. I use something called Riverside, and I was like, well, what did my show have in common that would expand to outside of Kelowna? And that was the fact that Almost everyone on my show moved here from somewhere else. And we start every episode with, tell us the story of how you got to Kelowna. So I thought, tell us the story of how you got to Los Angeles. Tell us the story of how you got to Sydney, Australia. And I went on the service called Podmatch. And I was getting guests from Australia and South Africa and England and all over the States. So that was really, really fun. Uh, so I called it New Town Big Dreams because it's about, you know, moving to a new town. And I always thought, like, it's better for me to talk about you and your personality and what makes you tick. And then we can talk about your business, right? So it, there's no point in working with me as a realtor if you don't like my personality or we don't connect. So it's better to talk about me and then we can talk about real estate. So that was the idea. I went back to I Love Kelowna because I just felt like I love talking to people from England and Philadelphia and stuff like that. But this is my city. This is the place I love. I'm proud of this city. And uh, I just felt a little more motivated talking about surrounding all these topics around the city of Kelowna. So I decided uh, January 1st, 2022, we switched the name back. And it's basically the same show, but I'm now getting more guests, more local guests on than I did for the past year and a bit. And now he needs to let Gary Vee know that his his vision has, has come true. And, yep. <laughs> uh, you're well on your way to 300 episodes. Uh, Luke, where can our listeners find you? So um, the best place to find me is at ilovecolona.buzzsprout.com. And uh, that's the podcast website, and it's got all the episodes there and a little bio on myself. There's a link to my real estate page from there. If, uh, if you happen to be here and you want to buy some real estate, definitely give me a call. 
but um, the podcast website will link you to everything else. Excellent. I'll include all that in the show notes. Luke, thank you for your time. This was a lot of fun, and uh, best of luck as you uh, cruise past 300 episodes. Thank you, Mike. It's been a, a blast. I appreciate it. You got it. Have a good night. You too.